Support for the Star Wars Stuff Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Yeah, that rhymes. All right. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the performance package. Join over 5 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with its exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code stuffpod at manscaped.com. All right, guys. Sometimes you got to do some maintenance. You got to do some trimming and either you hurt yourself or you don't do a good job and it's not a good feeling. All right. But Manscaped is here to help you. Okay. The performance package 4.0 by Manscaped has arrived and oh man, is it a game changer. Inside this package, you'll find the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. And the travel bag is in there. I almost threw mine away. <laughs> I picked up the box and I was like, it's a little bit heavier with nothing in there. And I looked and there's a really, really great bag in there to hold all your stuff. Okay. First off, the lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is the future of grooming and dare I say the greatest ball trimmer ever. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just say that. I'm blown away by the performance and the craftsmanship of this trimmer. The fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. That is very important. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 4000K LED spotlight you need for more precise shave. All right, because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess of the bathroom floor. Big plus. All right, the the Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. That is kind of weird to say, but yes, it does include that, and that is really what I use it for. Because I do have a lot of hair, so trimming my nose hairs and my ear is something I have to do every day, and I'm using this every day for that, and it's awesome. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, tugs, and those delicate nose holes. So yeah, like I said, I use it every day, and I'm not even worried about that it's going to hurt me or anything. The Crop Reserver Below the Waist Deodorant and Crop Reviver Below the Waist Toner will change the way you approach your daily hygiene routine. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to the Performance Package 4.0, like I said, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. It's time to take care of yourself, to, so go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the code STUFFPOD. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code STUFFPOD at manscaped.com. All right, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code STUFFPOD. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. My name is Ray Park. You may know me as playing Darth on the Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo at Star Wars Stories. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember... Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the Force be with you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast, where we talk all things Star Wars. My name is Colin. And I'm Josh. And we have Andor to break down. Uh, very, very exciting stuff. Um, can't believe it's finally here. We... Uh, some of us stayed up until 3 a.m. to watch it. Um, <laughs> some of us uh, woke up at the crack of dawn, and then some of us are just watching it right now. Josh, what were your um, like thoughts on it? Because of I watched it first, and the entire time I was like, all right, first off, spoiler alert, we will be talking spoilers. 
spoiler alert that's three yeah. full episodes of we're yeah. just gonna go back back to back on these yeah colors. um i as soon as we started watching it i was like josh is gonna love this because of it, it it had that blade runner um like grounded vibe um it was very realistic um and and relatable in in some ways and i was just like josh and mason are gonna love this and then sure enough he's like yeah dude this is the best series that, that, that uh, I've seen I, since like I was Mando. Extremely happy with it. This is yeah. literally Mando season one for me of how much love I have for it already. It's absolutely blowing my mind on how much is really here to, to watch and be like get invested in. Um, the, my major takeaways from this, the, the show, is that there is so much going on. Like, I think I think the best way I can describe it is I would say that Mando season two and um, Book of Boba Fett and Kenobi are all like a simplified painting. It's all minimalism. You're you're always going to hit these these beats and you're always going to like see these same patterns come up and, uh, again and again, like the whole rhyming situation. But seeing this, it was just so much actions going on so many different plot lines so much like of um different acting it's 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 insane it's like there's so much stuff going on i i, I feel it even more relatable than than anything that's come previously there, there's there's no there's no one in this show that i'm going like wow that's that's like that's obviously like that's gonna be your big main character and that's gonna be um someone who has like a giant outcome in the future they have giant plot armor or anything it's just like wow back to back to back of just so much information it's great and we have so much new so many new things so many new things um especially like the new droid love yeah um his name is b2 emo um they have been calling him uh on, on on the show they call him b but for all the people you know at home uh it's uh, 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 especially all the people who went through that emo phase, like love calling them emo. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, uh, I, uh, I thought the show was great at the first couple episodes were kind of slow for me. Um, it kind of makes sense why you can definitely tell that, uh, that the person that wrote this, um, he he has come out and said that he was not a real big Star Wars fan, and you can tell that he's coming um, coming into this project with a outsider perspective. And that's uh, I, for me that's that's super fresh because I, I think yeah. we, were, we talked about that maybe on the last podcast. I think that we did where we were like, you know, if we could have anyone direct Star Wars, who would you have direct Star Wars? Yeah. And um, an, an example of this is where the for Mad Max Fury Road, they said, I don't want another editor who's just a male who's going to do it because it's just going to be explosions and nothing's going to like stick out. I need someone who's female and has a lighter touch on that. I want you to edit this movie. And Mad Max Fury Road won so many awards. And I was like watching this and it was reminding me of just like, it's such a different take on Star Wars that it mm-hmm. feels amazingly fresh, and I cannot yeah. be over. I'm just overjoyous and how yeah. new we have something here. Yeah, uh, I think once the uh, I, okay, so 
the uh the people in the blue uniforms uh they pretty much are a um are a extension of the empire they are a private uh, they're a private security force that was hired by the empire and uh and they are just an extension of the empire now they're not fully out like you know imperials but they're on the fence of it to to guard the planets that maybe aren't that important to the empire um at this time uh during the timeline um what did you so this is something i found really interesting uh and david talked about it yesterday but uh how did you feel about them opening up to a uh to a brothel uh because that's that's (laughs) That, that's something I was not expecting he, to really see. It was it, it was insane to me because it's just him walking down and it's like the red light dicks district in um, Amsterdam where they have like little dancers in the bubbles. Yeah. I was like, is that what I really think it is? I didn't I, I didn't want to press for it just yet. And then later in the episode, you do get that that whole drop down. Where it's like it's just uh, guards at a, at a brothel. What did you expect? Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. Um, yeah. I mean, they talked about like how the top room isn't open right now. And I was just like, I going into this, <laughs> this, this club, I was just like, wow, this is, it's, it's hitting home in the, in the most perfect way. Cause I want, I've always wanted to be able to feel like I'm in star Wars, um, in, I th- in media at least. And I feel like this is really pulling me into star Wars and being mean, I could be like, well, I could be in this situation. I could live here and feel like I can live here. This world feels very livable okay uh i to me i think the only thing that was missing from that entire scene was some people having some death sticks and then boom like perfect (laughs) well i but yeah no uh the uh there were no planets in the first three episodes that we knew they were completely new um uh planets we uh saw uh some different species and I'm not sure if you picked up on it, but right away I noticed that um, th- throughout the first three episodes that there were a lot of um, different species and kind of like Easter eggs pointing towards Force Awakens. There were like a lot of different like creatures. Oh yeah, yeah, I know um, what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, and and I noticed that right away. I was like, th- that's like an interesting like the trap I mean, jaw. I saw yeah. it there like the trap jaw yeah. species. I forget what what, what it's called, um, but yeah the uh the uh metal birds like that i yeah yeah so i i I thought all that was interesting i saw a bunch of the ships that that looked familiar there was one that looked very similar to the outrider but i didn't get a full like frontal view of it um but there's a lot of great potential for the show i uh it's it definitely reminded me of Blade Runner um, of, of the first couple of minutes. And you see Cassian go um, in there. He like ends up not getting the answer that he wants. He like finds like a small clue about his sister. Yeah, he's looking for his sister. And we were talking about that new planet. And yeah. w- what did you think about the new planet? Um, uh, where he originates from. Okay, so at first... I know when when we were watching it, Matt was like, "Should we turn on the subtitles because they weren't like speaking any um, any language that we really know and like at all." Like, oh yeah, like there was, in there Star was, Wars no, there, was like, no, there was no subtitles yeah. or anything for no. it, and I was like, "Ooh, no. very fancy, very nice." It's, it's but only did you also acting. notice? 
that whole village didn't have any like um they didn't have any adults it it, it was all mainly kids yeah i i want to know mo- more about it i think it's just yeah. the offspring of whoever's left or who they just kind of ditched their kids um when they left after the mining yeah that was my uh, theory it was just like they were like all right we're out because we're not making any more money here goodbye and i think that's after the empire so they were just gone well that's something that confuses me because of if you watch like like if if, if you keep watching the show and then in the second episode like you like see the crash site of 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 the ship on, on the on the planet and you see um some of the people that survived and some didn't the actual like um logo on their on their jumpsuits and everything is the is the cis is the separatist alliance yep and they're like uh and they were talking about how that planet got abandoned after the um the imperial like mining stuff Mm -hmm. so that didn't add up to me um I, i i was confused by that uh because of uh at, at that point in the flashbacks, it looked like the place was already abandoned. It didn't, didn't look like the Empire like had any existence there. So I'm really curious in how they're going to make that make sense because I, I, I was kind of confused. That, that is a fair statement. So of of the people that we have in the, the series, um, so who's been your favorite character so far? Um, I'm, I'm extremely interested in uh, Stellan Skarsgård's character. I can't wait that, to see that. That was the person I, I, I was going to say. Be, because of the only thing that we really know, and especially from the trailers, is that he was a um, he was a, a senator. Um, he's been serving in Coruscant for a bit. We know that you know soon we'll be seeing Coruscant. I'm, I'm hoping we see Coruscant in the next episode, and I think we'll get flashbacks uh, for that. I love the actor and from what we saw from the trailer he is very invested in um uh in taking down the empire and this show is about like the birth of the of the rebel alliance and 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 the rebellion and it's funny because of we got that story and legends through the force unleashed uh mm-hmm. and to see it where we won't be dealing with any jedi or like anything um even though I think at some point I think we'll we'll, we'll probably run into um, into Kanan and and some of the characters from Rebels because it's kind of falling into that kind of because we know that Saul, we're going to see Saul Guerrero. Yes. So I'm wondering if anyone is around Else. at that time that can yeah. jump in. But yeah, for me, I'm kind of like this. Mo- this show is about the world. It's not ne- in, like it's about the rebellion in of a, like a whole. It's not just based on a few characters, which is something right. I'm very happy about. So, yeah. of the of the three episodes, which one was your favorite? Probably the third one. The um, I I honestly love um, I love the town, like of the main like city of where we see everyone from. Uh, that that giant tower with that drum loved it like i loved that bringing uh, the bells and stuff every yeah morning bro, and like it, it's just was, like a worker town so like everyone gets up at the same time everyone leaves at the same time no i'm i'm curious if that drum was made out of if if it's made out of beskar, beskar or it's yeah. made out of something else because 
I think Beskar makes a particular like noise mm-hmm. and it sounded very similar to it. Hmm. So I'm hoping that is Beskar because I think that would be kind of like a cool like tie-in. Um, I, I'm very hopeful for the series. Again, like I, I loved it. It just, it didn't, it didn't have that full Star Wars vibe to me at first until near the last episode. And I think it will going forward when the Empire actually makes its presence and everything. Um, this, and, and I think I'll feel the same way when you get skeleton crew of, of, of when that show comes out. Do and we then... know what the, the, that Cassian like emblem is like that, the one that says Andor and it's got the little emblem on top of it. Is that the um, precursor to the rebel symbol? That's, that is what it's looking like. Uh, that's what they're hinting at, I think. So that might be the new birth symbol for the rebel Alliance. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Uh, um, yeah. Do you have a favorite scene? I like, just I got for me. Just got done it, it was I. I loved when um, the girls in the chair and they've all taken their positions, and she's just like, "Do you feel it? Do you feel like the yeah rising?" I was like. Ah, oh, it's great. Great <laughs> acting, and everyone was playing their part. It was wonderful. Um, they they have a great cast. Like that show was casted very well. Um, mm-hmm. You can also tell that um, that the show was mainly London based uh, um, because there are a lot of uh, actors in there that are from are that are from England um, because there's a henchman from the from the first Kingsman movie that I saw uh in there as a, one of the um corporate security guards and I was like oh I was like oh okay cool and then I just started seeing like more like more British actors and I was like all right awesome and I'm 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 very excited to see more planets do you think that we will get uh a planet that we've seen before besides Coruscant Hmm. in the show i think we'll probably see i think, Yavin we'll get, by I think we might it. see scarif scarif okay i wouldn't doubt that they'd be like all right so like they they it's like but it's on empire side so they're just talking on yeah. that side and like hey you know this is what we've had what we're setting up this is the important information like depot oh. this is all of wherever we're all of where we keep our libraries of important information I wouldn't doubt um, seeing it, yeah. Something else that I was thinking about is they said that this is not the same um, Cassian that we've seen in Rogue One. Um, he's not at that point yet, but he will be. And he did exactly what he did in the uh, opening scene of Rogue One where like he went and and he shot the guy to like go and save himself. And he did that in the show where like mm-hmm. he where he accidentally killed one and then I was not expecting him to just walk up and just shoot the guy in the face and then run away. I that was something I was not expecting. Um, this this show is because I mean currently we're, we're seeing how much he is really out for himself. Yeah, where he he's been he's, gambling, but he he's really just trying to figure out where his sister is. That's like where his his main thing is in right yeah. now. Yeah, 
uh, find out where his sister is. And I do we know who's playing his sister right now? No, no. Uh, as 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 far as I know, like we don't. I I I, I was actually going to ask that. Do you think she's alive? I think we're going to get something pretty interesting. I don't know if we're going to have another scene where you you know how he was going to shoot. Was it? Um, yeah, Jin versus dad. Where oh, it's yeah. like he just shows up for a little bit and then like immediately dies. <laughs> Um, I wouldn't doubt we get like a scene like that where it's like, wow, it's reuniting for like five seconds. Oh, um, oh man. Now I am, I'm excited to see more of the show. I'm excited to see the flashbacks w- with the clones. Um, because we know like we, we like definitely get scenes with clones. Um, and on Coruscant, I'm excited to see m- more of the aftermath uh, from Order 66. I think we'll definitely see um, how the galaxy has changed in the political stance. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking we'll see a cameo from Ian McDermott as the Emperor. It, it would be cool to see if Vader shows up, but I think they're trying to stay away from fan service. Uh, um, that's honestly like the main thing that they said, like, we're like, we don't need to do fan service on this one. We just want it to, you know, kind of tell its own story and everything. But if the emperor showed up, that would be very cool. I, I, I would be very, very surprised if he didn't have some type of reference in some way because it's the Senate. He is the Senate. It wouldn't make sense not to have him there. So, here's hoping. So, um, what, what did you think of the the police like side? on the planet it was actually pretty funny we had the they had the word like cops dropped and i was yeah. like that's that's very interesting to have in star wars yeah yeah no i i again the the whole vibe um for the show was very relatable um and more realistic to what what we see because i wasn't expecting um for the um for the girl character uh, where she goes over to Tim's house and, uh, uh, and then they end up spending the night together. And they also call um, uh, coffee uh, uh, calf, which the first reference to calf um, was actually made at galaxy's edge because now they have stuff over there. So that's cool. Yeah. It's a fun jump in. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, cool. Awesome. Uh, and I was just not expecting for them to do something like that. I I'm really curious of of what has changed over the years for them to do that because Star Wars has always been specifically, um, as George Lucas said, it was meant for 12 year olds, not for you know people who are older in their 30s and 40s. But you can definitely tell that the show is pointed more. Um, it's pointed towards more the. Uh, the adult audience yeah i would say it's definitely um it's more of a serious take on star wars very serious take. and i for for me i know that i I appreciate that a lot is because as we said like star wars is for everyone and this might be another point where you get new star wars fans because 
I, I remember with the Mandalorian, you had tons of people because of Baby Yoda, and it was people talking about Star Wars who had never watched any other Star Wars. You would hear it just walking around. People would just start talking about it. And I think if this is getting as much critical acclaim as I think it is right now. Like a lot, you, yeah. You could have a whole new generation of people talking about it, never seeing any other Star Wars, but only seeing this because they like it because it's a serious take. They could, they, there's stakes in it, there's relatability, um, and there is little comedy, but there, it's still there, but it's not un, unserviced. Like, it's not, it doesn't not fit. That's, that's what I think, in my opinion. <sighs> yeah, man, I, I'm very interested um, to see if, if, if the like vibe of the show stays the same for the first three episodes or it gets more lighthearted. Um, but the same it's the team that helped write and create rogue one are very, are also on this show. So I think it will stay that way. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it does because well, isn't the director, the one who wrote rogue one. Yes. Yeah. So. He, he like did help and like, I am, I'm, I, I think I'll feel more of the Star Wars vibe when the Empire shows up, because I, I I know Star Wars and everything, and the first time I watched it, I felt like I didn't have that full Star Wars vibe. Um, um that's, that's something that we I had brought up before, where I said like, imagine having just little stories in the Star Wars universe. Where it was like the the Taranovsky, I believe it was Gendon Taranovsky. I believe that's what it is. That you know how the Clone Wars had those really short episodes, the the old yeah. animated one. Yeah. Um, and I was like, hey, let's just have like a a Star Wars story, but it's like just a hunting mission, and you get to watch these creatures uh, be hunted by, and and it's all like done in a certain way. It's just Star Wars creatures being hunted, and that's that's the tale. Um, I thought. This is kind of what I was asking for in the in the terms of that, where it's kind of like, yeah, it feels disconnected. There's yeah, there's no lightsabers on screen. There, there's blasters for sure, and there's Star Wars lingo, but this is stuff we've never seen. I 100% think that if you showed that first episode to people that had like little mm-hmm. to know with Star Wars, they wouldn't they wouldn't know they wouldn't know no. that this is Star Wars. No. And I'm 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 curious of why that's the way that they wanted to go, um, because I think it's because Rogue One is the Rogue One. It is yeah. stands alone and is different from the rest, and it prides itself on it so much that it's in the name, and there's no text crawl at the beginning. No, um, and I think this is another circumstance where they're like, "Hey, we are different." You have to either accept that and we're going to do our own thing, which I'm extremely yeah. happy for or not. I don't know how on earth they like any of the Star Wars aficionados were like, yeah, you know, that that sounds great. Put a, put a brothel in Star Wars, you know, put a uh, put of these uh, dancers in the side. I was just like, we know I it would exists, love, yeah. but we never bring it up. Yeah. Which is so um, crazy that he was able to be like, you know what? This is where I'm going with it. You can either accept right. it or not. It's different. And it got through. I'm very surprised. Yeah. I would love for them. To, um, so the vibe that um, 
of the of the darker like side of things i wish that we had this this like vibe from this show in the book of boba fett like i wish the book of boba oh, fett yeah. was darker um be because of that character which is so m- mysterious and you know he's a bounty hunter and you have to be on the fence of doing bad things to be a bounty hunter because you're doing bad stuff to get paid. So it's like, boom, there you go. He is a crime lord and everything. But that show was lighthearted. It it, it, it definitely was lighthearted. And I wish I, I wish that show had the same vibe as this um, because this like show is just very serious and 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 it's very well grounded. And it's and and if you put, do you, do you feel like that's a that. I personally, I I think of Star Wars as a whole, um, and I think that this is a shining, beautiful opportunity to create new stuff for new people. Yeah, and I and I think that the the value for me goes up for the show and the fact that this is going to introduce people to something completely new. And it's like, yeah, if if you don't if you don't know Star Wars, great, you can jump on any any time. I don't. I would never give that to someone for the book of Boba Fett. I would just never. I would never touch that. They would be completely yeah. lost. But this is a, a brand new story in a brand new place, and it's it's fun because it's not only just us that gets to right. experience something new, which is Star Wars fans, which is amazing. But it's also the the new people. But I, I think this whole circle of like new is very healthy. That's why I think the Mandalorian kicked off so well is because people were like, "Wow, there is still." so much new that we didn't haven't experienced yet i i i definitely agree i am very interested to see how the other shows follow this one because i think um i think the show acolyte will will have the same vibe as this mm-hmm. and i'm 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 kind of hoping it does because it's taken place during a timeline where we know really n- nothing about like that territory hasn't really been seen live action or anything mm-hmm. and the people on the project are not Star Wars fans. Uh there are a decent amount of people uh on that on that show that are working on it um that are not really Star Wars fans and they never really really watched Star Wars until they started working on it. And I think that's kind of like the same vibe that they have for this show because there are elements in Star Wars in, in it. Mm-hmm, there are some sure. species, ships, like cool, very cool stuff. Uh, and I think the show will be better once we actually see, you know, a stormtrooper. And I'm like, I mean, it's it's good now, but if you're making a Star Wars show, you've still got to have, you know, those Star Wars like like more Star Wars elements to where the normal fan and the big fans can be like, ooh, ooh, there's a. So you don't feel like there's enough um, Easter eggs in this? Not, I'm not looking for Easter eggs. I'm looking for more of, you know, I can. Okay. So the way that you describe the show for like, for like new fans where like if, if if they watch that first episode they wouldn't have any idea that it was star wars mm-hmm. that's great but you also got to incorporate that to the star wars fans so i think incorporating um what what do you need to know wars that it, it's star wars for you um 
Okay, so this is this is taking place during a very very dark time uh, in the um, and from that from that gap from Revenge of the Sith mm-hmm. to A New Hope, and I I know we'll get it. I wasn't fully expecting to see um, most of it in the first three episodes, but the fact that we didn't get any any of that in the first three episodes at all was kind of mind blowing. Um, Do you and- feel like? you have to have um how to explain it so like you you feel like it has to have this, these elements because it's media that like no. is in visual media because i feel like we get a lot of these stories in like the comic book series and the books where it yeah. is just an off story yeah that that feels like this but i don't we've never seen that on screen it is always a major player right and that that is something that I personally have a, I wouldn't say a problem with, but I feel like it lets down season two of Mando is just how important these characters have grown to be. That's why yeah. I love the, the first one where everything was new, all these new characters to introduce. And then it's like the second season. Like, oh, okay. Oh, we got Luke. Oh, we got all this. It's like, wow, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, I, I kind of suspected that it would go that route. Now for Andor, we, we know where his story ends. Like we know exactly where mm-hmm. it leads into because that final season will lead directly into Rogue One. And I'm wondering for- how they got what the budget is for this because it's insane, and they're doing 24 episodes. Uh, yeah, and on top of that, they are not filming. Um, they're not filming uh, in the volume. They are f- filming in 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 London. Uh, so it's it. It was very interesting to see the differences from the other shows because this is the first Disney Plus show that wasn't filmed um, in Los Angeles using the volume um, for for Star Wars at least uh, because this was filmed in London and then Acolyte is being filmed in London as well when when the other shows um, like Ahsoka, Skeleton Crew. I believe Skeleton Crew. Yeah, um, like all those shows are being um, filmed in Los Angeles, which Skeleton Crew is going to have. It will break the. Uh, it's the second most expensive TV show ever made because Ryan right Rings now, right, right, because Rings of Power has that slot right now, um, because the because the budget for that was like a billion dollars, mm-hmm. and then. Skeleton crew is just, you know, there's there's not that much that we know about, but I'm very curious of what they're going to use that budget for. And I, um, I know we were talking earlier and how the the comment of, oh, it's going to be dark, it's going to be gritty for a skeleton crew. And I'm kind of wondering how, what you, or what that means by that. It's kind of like, like this show, people could just blanket statement and go, this is dark and gritty, but then they could also yeah. go and blanket statement that like it's dark and gritty. Would I say that, like, let's say an an eighties an eighties movie can be dark and gritty, bored, that, or it can be like um, Stranger Things, which the first season is dark and gritty, and then it changes. My point in that is like, because we 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 said that we were gonna that it's related to like a Stranger Things event, right? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 kind of got that. I don't know, I don't know how to explain that that uh, camaraderie and there's kids and. It's like, yeah, it's dark and gritty, but what what does that mean comparatively to Andor? Because I I I think that they're going to be very different shows. 
I just think that they're going to be a different serious take on Star Wars. I agree. I that again, we don't know that much about that show except apparently it's going to have that Stranger Things vibe. It it it's going to have a bunch of um uh kids that get lost in space even though it's not a kid's show um and then you've got Jude Law in it and it's taking place during that Mandalorian timeline. As long as it does not involve Grogu or Mando in some way, it ends up being its own thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we want as an audience, even though everyone's like, I, I, I want more Grogu. I want more Baby Yoda. That's great. Keep that in those shows. But I think with the budget that they have, they are going to do something that we've never seen before. Um, which yeah, oh my gosh, this show has given me so much hope for. I'm like, yeah, so happy, so so happy. Star Wars is it, it is evolving in ways that we never thought that they would go. Um, and these three episodes are a fine example of that. I I never thought um we would see like something that yeah, I mean like okay, so so the vibe of the show that I got was like, are we watching something on? HBO Max, like that's like the type <laughs> of vibe I got from the show. I, I was not expecting it to be that dark and, and grounded. And it was funny because I we had made this comment with Mason before, who it was like, <laughs> you want to see rated R content. Yeah. But in and I said he's like, you know, you, you it has to be rated R. And I said, I don't think it needs to be rated R, but I think that you can take a major serious take on Star Wars and have the Star Wars overlay over it. Like, there's tons of rated r things in this but you can put a star wars overlay and right. then keep it just at the cusp which is what i think the show is doing right now yeah yeah no i uh and this is a comment from uh one of our listeners tyler uh and this is something i i, I wanted to talk about which was uh i uh he said uh Love the episodes. I think it's hyping up some stormtrooper action here where they don't miss. Stoke. Yeah, exactly. I I, I think it's going to be fun to have yeah. stormtroopers be a threat again. Yes. Oh, the, the vulnerability of our characters is extreme in this. And I think that is an absolute win in plus because people can die. And it would be very simple for them to die from stormtroopers. I want them to be scary. Like we have death troopers, and I'm they're showing up in the show. Yeah, but w- I think just having the the presence of stormtroopers, not making them a, a comedic joke, is going to be great. Right. There's a scene from one of the trailers too, um, where it looks like the citizens of the planet. Um, that we've seen in the first three episodes uh, where there's like some riot, some riots going on and they got riot shields and then they have um, like, like stormtroopers behind them all, all, all ready to go. This show, I think is going to be very, very relatable um, more than what we've ever seen. And any star Wars project that we've gotten so far, I, I was just completely blown away of of what happened in the first three episodes and in the direction that they went, what direction um, do, um, do you want the show go more into um, than like a more than what they've already done in those first three episodes that dropped? Uh, I want to see more vulnerability. Okay. 
I absolutely don't want plot armor for this show. And yeah. when the the girl's uh, boyfriend ends up getting shot, I was like, yeah. "Yes, great, awesome." Don't even give, <laughs> didn't even give him a last word. Just had his eyes open as he's been shot. That also happened uh, with the girl um, that was looking at all the um, that was kind of checking yeah, yeah, the like with the blow dart guns. And- yeah, yeah. I, I I was like, whoa. I was like, okay, all right, cool. Um, how did you feel about Cassian? Uh, just walking through the ship and he sees his reflection and then he gets mad and he just starts smashing stuff. How'd you feel about that? Uh, there's more to it. Yeah. I don't know what that is just yet. I'm intrigued, but I don't, I don't think it's like my number one on intriguing. I'm I'm Mm -hmm. figuring out what's going on yet. Yeah. Um, it's going to have some pressing backstory. I would believe though. Um, Yeah, no, I am. I want to know how they are going to incorporate stuff from Star Wars Rebels into Andor because at this point they are getting ready to make um, separate Rebel cells because we know Phoenix Squadron is one of them and there's multiple, you know, um, Rebel cells at this time. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll see that uh, um, throughout the show. Mm-hmm. Do you want them to introduce characters like um Hagent Callus? Uh like like of in this, sorry. There, there's a small earthquake. It's fine. It's okay. Um because I could see them definitely doing something like that. Um, um y- yeah. Uh here's the thing is I think this has so much um lore bait in it that it's just things that we you want to know i feel like you went through the whole like do you feel like you went through the series like oh that's a cool robot i'd understand i would love to know more about that that's a really cool ship i want to know more about that like there's so much here that i think that people are going to take for a long time to to look at and understand and figure out and be like oh okay i wonder like where where did this droid come from? Where did this separatist ship come from? Where, where is all this coming from? I thought the uh, the one droid where his sole purpose was being uh, stairs was really funny. Um, uh, be because of the transport ship lands and the droid just like just he rolls up to it and he kind of extends like his um, uh like the top of his head and he just took like, I, I don't know. I, I, I thought that that was very interesting. I was like, wow. Like they just made a whole droid that his, his sole purpose in life is to, you know, make people go up and down. And I, I, I just, I just think that's funny. Yeah. Um, I think there were a lot of interesting takes like on different droids. Um, What do you think is the sole Like, I mean, of the main, purpose like the main job for um b2 emo um because he is not a astromech he's not a protocol droid he's like an information store like he's like a giant hard drive but he's very i feel like he's a very old hard drive yeah like he's he's been around for a very long time and or he's just haha 
Um, and and he might be just like a cheap robot that they got yeah. to to keep information around. And I think that's a very very cool inf- like bit of lore. I would love to know more about him. Love to know more about him. And I think we're gonna get more episodes of him. So I'm pretty excited. Um, something personal for me was some of the representation that was brought into it and uh and if you listen to if you listen to b um to b2 he actually does have a stutter and i was not expecting to see another character kind of um come into that i know you're making that face and like i felt the same way but if you listen to him like this is the right way to do it yeah do not say that little dio is autistic and be like all right he's autistic yeah show me but if you're gonna say like hey like this robot has a speech impediment when um trying to remember things and they do it really well and if you feel as someone with uh a stutter that it it was good representation i i I couldn't be happier yeah uh and i think they need more of that uh i i think they definitely need more um more star wars um stuff that is relatable because we do get a lot of that in the books and everything but seeing that in live action i i think is something that we that we definitely need more of uh david says that uh p2 emo is like a swiss army butler yeah i could definitely see that uh oh man now if uh, you know what this this kind of has to do something w- w- with the show, but this is also like a question that I, I I would love to see your answer. If you could create any type of droid, what droid like would you create, and what purpose would it serve? Um, I would love to. Whew, that's hard. <laughs> I would love to see it's like a stealth assassin droid. Like okay. more than more than what we've seen so far, but something that is purely designed just to stealthfully execute and then leave. Or okay. Or like an explosive droid. Something I want to see something like a guerrilla tactic droid. Where it's, I, I like I don't want something that's like, hey, you know, we we strap some bombs to this R two unit, go R two unit, like that yeah. kind of thing. I want something inconspicuously non scary up until later. That sounds yeah. cool to me. Um, it's funny seeing how many droids fill different purposes in this universe, and it's it's great seeing brand new droids as well. I mean, the last time I think that we saw new droids was in like that was a significant one was in um kenobi with uh ned is it his name yeah yeah um and then before that i would think was boba fett with the the ant gonk droid things (laughs) yeah no there are a lot of different um droids that uh oh oh, yeah so they actually did a droid um a droid contest um for obi-wan kenobi where a where um they're asking fans to create a robot uh i mean i mean like a droid a purpose for it and everything and uh and then then lucasfilm would like 
would go through all the applicants and then pick one and then then they would put it in in the show and you actually see um that in obi-wan kenobi so i keep i i really hope that they keep doing stuff like that um because that's awesome that's an awesome way to get uh um fans involved in the show and get them more excited for all these new shows coming up mm-hmm. for yeah. sure yeah. um uh, what, what did you uh, the is the guns that they are using? It has like a stun. Is that the stun? Like the the circle stun? Like you know how? Because his gun, uh, like uh, Cassian's gun, like flips, like in the in the show. And I was wondering if it switches to stun. Oh, because when they're trying to, he's trying to get the 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 box back. He flips it to stun to go shoot, and then um, the scar Scarsgard's character just shoots him directly. And then he turns her back around. He's like, oh, okay, you're you're serious about this. Like, I was just going to stun him, but yeah. you just straight up, like, murdered him. I, I have no idea who you are. I guess you are very serious about whatever you want me to do. There's right. no time to really explain. We got to go, that kind of thing. I was like, wow. And it's really cool when he pulls up and looks at the ship that he's about to, like, jump in. He's just like, wow, that's I, I've only been here my whole life. Like, this isn't. Yeah. This, yeah. This is like I've, I've, I've. This is this is the only technology that I've really known, and then now I'm going on this like completely tricked out ship. Right. I'm like. I mean. I. So in the opening of the show, he he like travels to a different planet. Do you think that's his first time that he's um taken a ship for a joyride and then brought it back or do you think he's done stuff like that before? oh no he he sounded like he had done it before i think he had the conversation where where they're like this yeah. is the last time i'm letting you do this like yeah. he's like i gotta go wipe the computer and i'm gonna put a new one in because it was busted and he's like dude this is the last time yeah so i think um, he's, he's been he's been using it but he's only really been using it to either i think he's the main goal is for him to try and find his sister right now for himself yeah I'm excited to see uh, Luthen uh, Rael. Um, I w- really want to dive deeper into his character. Um, he's uh, he's played by Stellan Skarsgård, so I'm hoping that we see more um, more backstory to him. I think he played a big part in the Senate. I think you, you know think the main characters are all going to get the kind of flashbacky story that um cassian has already i think we will i don't know if if mon mothma will but i uh i definitely think that the because we um, saw that the hair changes in yeah the episodes i don't know if that's a if we're gonna do that as a flashback kind of thing yet or we're gonna have like a jump forward as i was talking about with um like a jump forward in time, like Game of Thrones yeah. has been doing, uh, House of Dragons been doing with like little time jumps. Yeah. Um, which I know that that element was definitely seen in the first three episodes, and that's something that you that you wanted. Um, and 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 that definitely happened. Where it was it was flashbacks, it was but this wasn't. This was consecutive. Every oh, episode okay, was consecutive. I'm. I what I what I was saying is like the the next episode takes place. Like let's say it's like. Three months oh, yeah. Yeah. Ahead, ahead. It's like, oh, this is what's happened. He's he's learned all this stuff from um from him and that we're training to try and start a proper rebellion. But it's interesting 
of how much information he knows about Cassian already. Yeah. Um, something that one of our listeners says that they think that the success of Andor, uh, with the, with the success of it, for Lizzie Jones might be getting her own series next. Um, for those who don't know, she's the actress that played Jen Erso. How would you feel if there was like a Jen Erso series? I think it would kind of be the same vibe as Andor, and it's, I just don't think it's really. It's like, eh. How much backstory does she have? Because this, for me, like I, I already was kind of like he, like when I had just heard that he was going to have his own show. I think you and me were both kind of like, okay, eh, like I, I don't yeah. really like. I didn't think he needed it. And then now I'm I'm sitting here going like, oh no, this is a story about the rebellion, the star. Yeah, it's it, 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 it's not just him. It's it's more um, because they already have a show called Rebels, so it's not like you know to be like, here's Rebels. Why don't you go watch the show? Um, the birth of Rebels. The like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's like ah, okay, but no, it 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 definitely makes sense why. Um, Jen Erso was in Saw Guerrero's militia for a bit, but she was gone at the age of 12. And it would just be interesting. I mean, I don't know. I just don't think following her story. I mean, who knows? They whereas might whereas we, we got the amazing line, like I've been in this fight for like for so long. Yeah. Whereas like her one, I feel like it would only be. Which, which I would be okay with. But I don't think a lot like I don't know if it would make for an amazing series, which it would just be like her doing militia content, her doing yeah. like missions that don't feel grander where this is definitely feeling like this. This show already has these gr- this grand undertone of the rebellion that, that's just yeah. underneath the the line where uh, Cassian hasn't hit it yet and hasn't understood like this girl um, that took him in was some of the, the the very beginning of where it's going for the, yeah. the rebellion which is which i'm very excited to figure out what that symbol means because i'm very i think it is the the first iteration mm-hmm. um the entire time that that cassian was walking through like the scrap yard and everything i mm-hmm. i could only think about jedi fallen order um, yeah i know right like yeah yeah I, I i saw that i was like cal castus why are you not here why uh, for real because we like need him live action like the like the actor cameron great actor he he brought cal castus to life in the game bring him to life in live action he's a great actor in real life like for like different actual film projects bring him in bring him in he would bring a lot to to the star Wars TV shows. And he's, he, he's, he, he actually is a big star Wars fan too. And when people get involved, um, uh, that are star, that are big star Wars fans, uh, you can definitely see the passion, um, when they're acting. So I'm, I'm hoping that we see him soon. Um, uh, hoping Mandalorian season three, that would be fantastic. Uh, but yeah, We'll have to see. Um, from Tyler, uh, he says, "I feel the same way." When when the show was was proposed, I was like, "Eh," but I absolutely love it. But um, some people don't think that Generoso deserves a show. There are a lot of people like like different characters. 
Um, See, that's that's where I would like. Yeah. If if you make an anthology series and you just give her like a solid hour episode and you get to yeah. hear like one malicious story where she just right. completely changed and um great i i, I love that a whole and, 24 yeah. episode series dedicated no. to her no i don't need it and that's what they're doing with tales of the jedi uh because you are getting that um like the fallout origin of ahsoka the fallout origin of count of, of count dooku and his story um which i'm very very excited about uh i started watching the trailers um uh for all these shows and i was watching tales of the jedi and i definitely brought this up yesterday and and yesterday's podcast which by the way that was so much fun having having chris bartlett on the show was awesome and just hearing his stories um like of, of being on set and everything he uh he not only has he done star wars but he's done you know n- numerous things for lucasfilm uh and he was also a kalon on the show orville and that was really cool to 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 talk to him about that but i think my favorite story for him was he was talking um about his experience about mac like of, of working with max rebel because I, I i had to bring that up of course and 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 he was trying to tell us that he got blown up and i was like wait what and then and, and, and uh and then a bunch of us kind of like jumped in and we're like well we didn't see him in the explosion and then he was like oh yeah yeah i i, I guess you're right because i was like i watched that scene like five times man and i looked and scanned and i didn't see any Not an actor there. telling you like hey man i was on set i saw the script it says max rebo dies but it's in air quotes so yeah. i know he's dead and then you're like you just started like no and then he's like oh maybe maybe not maybe maybe he doesn't uh he uh he also showed us a sneak peek of um of his droid that um he'll be um that he'll be showing up in and season three amando as well um it's a it's a other protocol droid but yeah no that was super cool um help me out because i forgot what i was talking about i got so passionate there for a second uh um i do have a question what yeah what do you think about the costume design for this it reminds me so much of rogue one already okay and and the way it's shot and 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 filmed but i think that these costumes are insane i don't know how they have like the budget is obviously extremely high but i would assume that this is one of the most expensive budgets on just costuming in general there is props everywhere there is costumes everywhere there's so many people with intricate details all over their costumes like when you see like the workers that have all their gear up on the wall it's just a sea of different like costumes all different colors all different trinkets on them different gloves different like boots and suits and i was like wow that's that there's just so much here that i would not doubt that this is the highest budget they've ever spent on just costumes alone yeah oh man yeah no i i there okay so how do you feel about that wall that had like all the gloves on it yeah that's exactly what i'm talking about i yeah i i love it because it's 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 a it's a workers colony so yeah imagine working on like an oil rig but instead of it just being an oil rig it's like the planet the planet is 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 like that and it's cool to see like how that functions as a as like a a planet we get to see our first kind of view as a proper scrapper planet in uh visual media besides outside of um fallen order like this 
Yeah. I, I don't think we've seen it like this before where it's like, yeah, I wake up when the dude hits the bell and I go to work and then I come back and then this is what I do. And I'm like, wow, that's, it's, it's really cool being able to see that and seeing all the different um, ships that they have in the yard that they're breaking down. Yeah. Um, uh, I think we've been seeing a lot of scrap type planets. So mm-hmm. hopefully we don't get that many more because then that's going to be kind of repetitive. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Um. So, acting wise, what what would you say is do do you like the acting in this show, or is it too serious for you to uh, to get into right now? Not serious. Uh, there's uh, okay. So there's the character Cyril, who's played by uh, Kyler uh, Kyle. Soller, he um he's the he's the guy that like has his um security suit like super tight like blue mm-hmm. he's got brown hair um he is trying hard bro like he is trying so hard um to prove himself uh like um as a character and it's just funny that uh that he uh that he uh he really wants to find a to find a place in the galaxy is what it comes to and I, and I think he's going to join the empire like I, I i i think it will like i think he's just trying to um he is power hungry and that's what it kind of seems like for most of the pushing forward to yeah, yeah. get more power get uh, yeah. better promotions look better because yeah. i mean when they have the when he has the conversation in episode one you can see how much passion he has towards it and then his superior just blows him off yeah and which he doesn't listen to him at all he's he's just like no dude ah like like he, he leaves and he's like all right i'm doing my own thing i, I don't care what you say because he did the complete opposite um and he got people killed so We'll see what happens um, because I could see the empire kind of swooping in and being like, I like your style, join the empire. And then he becomes like an officer or something. Yeah. I, I would love to see that. I'd also love to see him just interact in that, the, the blue uniform to what would be a superior to him, which would be any officer from the, like even a stormtrooper, I believe is a superior superior to yeah. him technically so because of they are they are just an extension of the empire they are a private said security firm that was hired by the empire to um kind of look out for the other planets it, it, it's so funny on. that they they're they're kind of like we don't even want to extend our arm yeah. or force to put stormtroopers on your planet yet we're just gonna like pay you yeah. And you can see how much it's already failed. So, so did you like the the storyline that overarching storyline with the the space police, <laughs> space detectives? The cops. I I I thought it was interesting seeing their headquarters reminding reminded me of the Nova Corps. Uh, yeah, from okay. yeah. from Guardians of the Galaxy, and I just think they're just they're trying to act like they're bigger than they they actually are like they're trying to act more important than they actually are and i think that's that's the funny thing because if they know that they are an extension of the empire they're not the empire themselves but
but they're trying to act like they are. And I'm just curious of why the Empire was like, okay, here's my thing. I'm going to have the Empire um, put different stormtroopers and, and, and different Imperial forces on these planets. Well, these plans over here, eh, I'm just going to hire a separate like company and have them deal with it. But they're still with us, but they're not. I'm 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 just kind of curious if they'll explain that more, um, because right now that's our only perception of um uh of the corporation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Someone See. said that. Oh, sorry, one second. Um. Someone said that. Uh, Cyril Karn just feels like he's battling inner emotions. Love the acting, and hopefully he has some flashbacks to see where his unceased is coming from. Hmm. I just hope we don't get too many like flashbacks for like all these characters. I think they'll always do that for like the main characters. I mean, he kind of seems like he's going to be one of the antagonists, but I think he actually kind of reminded me of Ben Solo, um, Kylo Ren, and in a way because I think he's just like he's trying to fit in, he's trying to find his place. Uh, and, and the galaxy, and he's trying to do anything in his power to get where he needs to go. And I yeah, think he is power hungry. He's, he's 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 fallen. Okay, so he, in my opinion of what I've seen, it's kind of like this is his passion. He's finally found a calling in his life. So he's fully like just into it. He's he's giving as much like passion as possible. And all these other people, are like, hey man, I've done this like cop stuff for years. Like you don't need to push it that hard. Like. It was just some other people. They were making other people angry, and that's why they died. And, and he's just not taking that lightly. He's like, "This is not how it works. This is my passion. This is I'm going to be an honest person." Um, and Cassian technically is breaking. Uh, he is breaking the law. So, in his opinion, who is a straight edge cop, not doing anything illegal yet, um, he he's rising the ranks. He's like, I need to keep on proving myself. I need to keep on uh, going. And he's like, uh, he gets asked by, he gets, okay. How do you, uh, I forget what the character is, but he basically gets uh, validation from the one character who tells him like, Hey, like everything you're doing is inspiring the team. Um, I 100% am so glad to have another person who's actually pumped up for this kind of thing and uh, pushing forward for uh, better security. Um, and he gets more validation through that. So he's going, he's going, and then he finally gets that first proper combat experience where everything goes wrong. Basically, Cassian uh, robs him of that. That so he will be taking his anger and emotions on him because he's the whole point that like this is this is like his origin story of where he really turns to like I am gonna hunt this dude down. He took my people away from me. And he's probably going to be – he took my, my my perfect streak away from me, which is – I think that's that's going to be a, a major key factor. Yeah. In the yep, I, I agree. I, uh, I, I love how there was a lot of buildup for these characters, and you're right. Not, not only was this like the origin story for him, but this was kind of the origin story for a lot of these side characters that – didn't really seem to us like they were main characters. And I think we'll definitely see that grow um, throughout this first season. And what's nice is we are getting Star Wars 
every Wednesday until November. And that's a beautiful thing because we missed that. There are 12 episodes in this first season. Um, the Gaston next episode, is in 24, all 24 he's in. Yeah. He's, mm-hmm. I think he's the only character that's in every single episode. Currently. Yeah. Uh, season. Yep. Yeah, so, Season one, 12 episodes. The next episode, um, September 28th, next Wednesday, October 5th, October 12th, October 9th, 19th, October 26th, which is also the same day that Tales of the Jedi. All those episodes are dropping at once, by the way. Uh, so that's super exciting. And then uh, and then episode nine uh, through 10 are dropping the whole month of November, November 2nd, November 9th, November 16th, and then the season finale, November 23rd, um, falling directly uh uh in into the holidays and then you have the first week of january which is the bad batch so we only got that month break of star wars um which is really cool so it's not like we're waiting for a while and the fact that we'll be jumping into um like the first thing of next year of star wars um, where it goes Bad Batch, and then either it's going to be Mando Season 3, or it's going to be, um, uh, or, or it's going to be a Jedi Survivor, because you have five projects coming out next year. You've got Bad Batch Season 2, Mando Season 3, uh, Skeleton Crew, Ahsoka, and then Jedi Survivor. Uh, those are, oh, and then Season 2 of Star Wars Visions. Yeah. <laughs> so six. Yeah. Jeez, man. Oh my God. There's a lot of Star Wars. Uh, yeah. But no Star Wars movies. Not until 2025. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that's hard for me. I don't I don't know where that's gonna land. Cause here's a, here's the biggest issue I have right now with uh Disney Plus as a whole is just with uh marvel media you have to keep on watching it it's it 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 always leads into the movies whereas at least we have the original trilogy which this can lead into we've already everyone's i'm gonna say that everyone's already seen the original trilogy and you know where this leads to you know where this all connects whereas with marvel stuff it's always new things in the future so yeah. if you go into a, a a Marvel movie years from now, like there's going to be all these characters and they'll start talking about things that were in a show. And you're like, I, I had no idea. I didn't, I never watched that show. And I'm scared yeah. that star Wars could end up that way where it's like, you should have watched the show and you, you didn't get all that information. Then that's what I don't want to happen. That's why I'm really okay. excited. For, that's why I like this show. It's kind of like, hey, we already have Rogue One. We know where this is going. If you want to see what happens at the end of this character, you can just watch Rogue One. And Right. And that's what a lot of people felt about Star Wars The Clone Wars. Um, because, you know, you follow Obi-Wan, Anakin, and it's like, oh, you know exactly what happens to him. So there's no high stakes. And Andor, there kind of is because the only main characters that we know in that show are are Mon Mothma and Cassian uh, Andor. Like those are the two main characters that we know. The other characters, we have no idea what happens to them uh, in, in, in the timeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of with the Mandalorian, except in a way, Galaxy's Edge kind of um, 
not fully answered that question, but in a way they did, because if you go into Doc Ondar's and you walk in and, and you look up behind the wall of where you can see like the lightsabers up front, you, you can see his helmet, his blaster, and then um, like his rifle. And then you can see the chain mail that he made for Grogu uh, in the book of Boba Fett up mm-hmm. there. So that question was kind of answered like through galaxy's edge. So it's like at some point, you know, he, he like either retires, he dies. Um, we just know he doesn't show up in the sequels uh, unless somehow they say, well, actually that ship all the way in the background and that giant, like, like space battle and rise of Skywalker, that like ship all the way in the, in, in the corner towards the right. That's him. He's an old man. Like, I, I swear, I that. swear they've said that already, and they said it was the Razor Crest, and it's like, mm, not anymore. <laughs> no, it's like not anymore because you blew it up. So I, I don't know. Um, but. there's so much new here that I, I feel like it's a lot safer as well. Um, I agree. I feel it's, I feel like it's very hard to keep within, especially when it was during the the Clone Wars. I don't. It, it's a marvel that they pulled it off. Of how much they were able to keep in canon and they had like set rules that they would have to follow. This is what the canon's going to be. And we have to keep it going in this direction. Whereas this show, I'm kind of like, all we really know about Cassian is he's been here in the fight since this age. Um, cool. Awesome. Let's take it from there. Another fun thing that I'm really excited about that we haven't really seen since the clone Wars side is politics and politics in star Wars yeah. is coming back in this show i can almost guarantee it which is going to be fun to watch the last even like little sprinkle that we got of um galaxy-wide politics was um in kenobi i believe that was like the last time we saw it so i mean i'm i'm pretty excited to have that that politics view again yeah do you think we'll get a um some cameos from different senators that like stayed on at, um after the fall of the republic like i mean I, I i feel like we would see bill organa i would be surprised if we didn't um mm-hmm. because he definitely stays in the senate for a we bit. know yeah we know he goes to senate meetings so yeah. i wouldn't i wouldn't doubt that you would end up seeing him yeah uh what do you want them to talk about? Like, do you want them to some, some people want to see more inner workings of the empire? I don't think we've really seen what its effect is on. See, I remember when he basically has, he's like, uh, Palpatine's like in the new galactic empire. And then everyone like cheer, like everyone's cheering. Um, I want to see how people are benefiting from the empire. I want to see when people start turning and being like, this is awful. We've seen different parts and pieces, but I want to see this from the the Senate side. I don't want to see it from just the planet side. Okay. Uh, and then this is interesting. Um, I, I I I know where they're from, but I, I don't know how to say it. The the Yuzhan Vong. It's Yuzhan yeah, Vong. In uh, in 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 the next films. Uh I mean, it would be cool to introduce them for those who don't know what that species is. Um, it's from Legends. Uh, it was Yuzon Vong War. Yep. They killed trillions. 
mm-hmm. that takes place after episode seven, eight, um, uh, that takes place after um, four, five, and six and Legends. And that was pretty much like episode eight, um, like episode seven, eight, and nine. And we actually see Chewie die in that because of Chewie sacrifices himself um, to save uh, to save Anakin Solo and his father Han Solo. There, there, there was a whole comic about it and book, and it was very, very sad. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Character, characters that I think that could pop up is like uh, of a of a special character. Um, I don't, I don't think that we'll see in the future Yuzong Vong, but I will think that we're we're building up a, a Thrawn story. Yeah. So I wouldn't doubt seeing in this series a mention of Thrawn. I'm kind of hoping not. Uh, I, I I could definitely see like Tarkin and and some other Imperials, you know, kind of like showing up or at least being mentioned. Um, I could see Director Krennic, which I think he's already confirmed that at some point he's going to show up in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, think, I just think yeah. that that that's that's the bad like that's the level of bad baddie we have right now yeah. of of the highest new bad guy that we can probably push right now is. Um, Thrawn. Thrawn that can go towards the future. I don't think that we would be able to have a Yuzong Vong war just yet no. because it's it's on such a galactic giant galactic. It's a whole galaxy scale of uh, a war, um, and we don't have the same players to fight in it. So I don't think that we would see it. At most, I think that you could have a Thanos level event with them, but it wouldn't be on the same scale. I agree. Um, I agree. But I would love to see something that challenges the the force, which Thrawn's little lizard, I forget what it's called. I keep forgetting what it's called. Um, but it's his his little pet lizard that eats the force. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I want to see something that challenges that. And the Yuzong Vong are another thing that completely challenges the, the whole force is that they are only bio biometric. They only have biotechnology and they reject everything else. Yeah. If, you, if you knew that. So like their, their weapons are alive. Their ships are alive. Their armor is alive. Everything uh, that they have. And they, yeah, they reject everything else. Kind of like the flood from halo. Yeah. They're kind of, yeah, they're definitely like the flood from halo. I think that the reason is that, that's what destroyed their home planet is the technology or they were at war with something that was technology and that's why they hate it or for some reason. And that's why they just keep on, they took all their, uh, their planets and basically made them organic and then took off into the galaxy. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to see, uh, again, all the episodes of Andor will be coming out, um, all the way until November. Tales of the Jedi comes out on October 26th. Uh, with all episodes dropping, I'm very excited for that. Um, I'll I will definitely talk about it next time, but um, I think we're gonna see the uh, the real dark side origin of Count Dooku in that, and the possibility of Yaddle um, being part of that story of where because we don't know where she is in, in Attack of the Clones. We know what happened to Legends, but we know what happened to Canon, and I think they're gonna explain why she's not. In uh, in uh, in Attack of the Clones, because she 
I always thought that he, yeah, because he he never turns fully to the dark side because that's no. why he doesn't have Sith eyes, right? Well, I, I I always thought it was just because of a political reason, but I would love to see him have the whole Qui Gon uh, epiphany where he's like, "No, dude, th- these people have literally lost their way. Like, this is not the right way to go," and then yeah. completely do his own thing. Losing faith in the Jedi and the Jedi teachings in the way and the some the, the, this thing being the the passion that you've had for for all your life because you've been a youngling with it is uh, such a such a a giant theme that I think it, it's going to be one hundred percent explored in this because we also have the Ahsoka tales. So those those are the two main characters, I believe, of Tales yep. from the Jedi. So it makes sense, and I think that's going to be the overarching theme: is losing your trust in, um, in in the the Jedi in the way that you've always known, and creating something new for yourself. And you have the negative, which is uh, Count Dooku, and you have the positive, which is Ahsoka. Yeah, that's that's probably the biggest project that i'm like i mean it's it's not that big i i i think the episodes are going to be maybe like 15 minutes each mm-hmm. maybe 20 because they're releasing all episodes at once so and and they're also considered shorts mm-hmm. uh but yeah no I'm, I'm i'm very excited for that show uh i think they need to do more with it i think they need to explore more characters um like mace windu um Kit Fisto, because it's called Tale, Tales of the Jedi. So I would love for them to explore more more characters that like we um, kind of know, but not their full origins. I think seeing young Obi-Wan with Qui-Gon Jinn uh, and kind of his story, like, like of where it takes place before the prequels, maybe his story shows him with Satine and they're on the run uh um from bounty hunters and stuff that would be really cool to see so i hope they do more stuff like that um to to close out with andor do you think that there's i i can almost guarantee that there's going to be another darth vader moment at the end as in just that kind of spectacle thing uh is there any character that you think could come in and be that spectacle moment because i don't think okay I that, could, yeah, that would be cool. Um, I could, I could definitely l- see the seeds of the Death Star come in, and uh, and then you see maybe near the end of the first season, or definitely the end of the second season, of where um, they like learn about this planet killer, and then you like see krennic walk into a room and and he's was it like only ever stuff. tested on jetta was that the only first that was the first time or was it had has it been tested before um the first public test where where uh, where a bunch of imperials were there was in jetta as far as i know there's no record of it actually being fully tested of where like a blue of a planet or a city or not blowing up yeah I, that's that's what i'm trying to figure out is i don't know because I feel like that would be something that would happen, whereas they they test it and then they yeah. realize how yeah. grave that situation is. I could see them doing that. I, I oh man, like this show has so much potential, and I think we'll definitely see things where you know we'll probably see it coming, and then there's going to be a lot of unpredictable things. And so far, the first three episodes very unpredictable like i love it and i i love it i i love it i love it and 
And as much as I, you know, am saying that I want more of that Star Wars vibe, um, it's nice to have that re re like that refreshing um new vibe to Star Wars. We got hundred we got so many shows coming out. I think this this is just a fresh like just the like a, such a fresh fruit yeah. of Star Wars. And I think that's where that's where I value it the most is going to be how right. fresh this is to being a series. Like yes, it may not feel like Star Wars, but that's good because I feel like we're almost at that cusp where you could easily hit burnout from Star Wars because we're about I to get agree. into so many other shows, so many new things with Star Wars that I um, that I feel like you could have a lot of burnout with this being so fresh. Um, sky's the limit for new projects that come after this because of how much acclaim it's getting right now. I'm very happy. I agree. I agree. Uh, and then to kind of dive in, in into the future, which is actually happening today. Um, if you're in the Orlando area and you love Star Wars uh, trivia and you love pizza, you should come to Playa Pizza. Uh, it is right behind Magic Kingdom Cast Parking Lot. Uh, and we've got Star Wars themed drinks and all that fun stuff. And there is a fifty, <laughs> uh, there's a fifty dollar uh, gift card and a mystery Star Wars prize, which we will uh, announce uh, when everyone shows up. And it's something that a lot of people are are gonna like. Uh, but we love you guys. We would not be doing it if if if, if it wasn't for you. We love hearing from you. Um, we have Patreon. We are actually uh, recording our our commentaries today for the first three episodes of Andor, so we're staying on top of it. And then uh, we are uh, dropping more book reviews. And Sabak Talk is, I promise you, it's it it's it, it's not on hiatus. We just took a small break because there's a lot of people in a group that are moving and like doing new things. But it's uh, but. We will be returning in a couple, uh, like like it'll be next week or the week after that. But there's so much content that we're doing on there. We're on, um, we're on Facebook, uh, Star Wars Stuff Group and Star Wars Stuff Podcast, and then Instagram at Star Wars Stuff Podcast, Twitter at Stuff Pod, TikTok just search Star Wars Stuff Podcast, uh. Stuff at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys. Please message us on all of our platforms. Uh, and please go on Apple Podcasts and give us a review. We love hearing your feedback. We um, love hearing your reviews. If it's about David, go for it. Talk about it. You know, <laughs> it's all about David. Uh, and then we also have our own website uh, at uh, stuffpodcastnetwork.com no at i don't know why i said that but that has all of our bios and everything and our links to our patreon all of our social media platforms and we're also on twitch uh sw stuff 77 uh guys we love you all thank you so much for everything that you do peace out may the force be with you